The Rural Church Podcast 2.0. Just a couple of pastors discussing life, ministry, theology, and the gospel from a local church perspective. Eddie, what's it time for? The Rural Church Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Rural Church Podcast. I'm your co-host, Alan Nelson. Just had to give an introduction to this episode, actually two episodes. This summer, I went on a mission trip and met a dear brother in the Lord, Christian Martinez, a 29-year-old faithful pastor in a little community known as El Pachote, Mexico, El El Pachote, Veracruz in Mexico. I think our listeners will be encouraged by Christian's faithfulness, his, his stand for truth, and his love for the local church. Listen to this episode and the next one and see if you're not encouraged by all that he has to say about his ministry and what the Lord is doing in Mexico. We hope that you are blessed. Here we go. The Rural Church Podcast, episode four. Is that right, Eddie? Episode four? I believe that is correct. I'm here with Eddie Ragsdale and two other brothers. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Before we do, Eddie, how was your Sunday? Oh, we we had a great day Sunday. We actually uh, had the opportunity to baptize a couple of people, and uh, we it's, it was strange because we have a lot of people. We had a lot of people that were sick, and so several people were out, and um, particularly both of the people being baptized, several people that were close to them were out. Um, but still had a good gathering. We gathered at, um, we, we've got problems with our baptistry. So we gathered at the home of one of our church members that has a pool <laughs> uh, that Sunday evening. And, and what do you, what, uh, we what do you sang and, and we uh, talked about baptism from the word of God. And then we baptized these new members uh, into the church. Like a kiddie, like a kiddie pool? No, like a glorious in-ground beautiful pool up what? on top of a glorious hill in the beautiful rolling hills of Searcy County. You guys promote transgenderism? We do not. That's what happens if you if you baptize by immersion, which, by the way, is a redundant phrase, baptized by immersion. You immerse by yeah. immersion. Yes, I, I was thinking about that very issue just the other day, and I was thinking none of us baptize babies. <laughs> not the Presbyterians, not the Catholics. Nobody baptizes babies. Nobody immerses babies. Preach. They sprinkle them. Yeah, preach. Well, uh, we had a good Sunday. We're going through Ephesians, and we we took a we stopped at Ephesians four thirty. I pumped the brakes. And did you know in the whole Bible, the only place that you find the Holy Spirit of God, the whole phrase like that, the Holy Spirit of God. He's in Ephesians 4.30, and so we've just stopped for a moment, and we've beheld his glory, and we've talked about the Trinity last week, and and then this week we're going to talk about inspiration, and we're eventually going to get to the text of, of talking about grieving the Holy Spirit, but that's kind of where we've been at, and um, I, I've just been encouraged by things going on here. So I'm glad you slowed down. I thought you were you were pushing through Ephesians a little too fast. I know. I did two verses the week before, two verses, and I was, oof, you know. So, yeah, now we'll do several sermons on one verse. But anyway, uh, we started uh, our Wednesday night stuff back last night, and we've got uh, we, we do a kids uh, stuff on Wednesday nights, and we, we run around on the church van and pick up kids, and uh, we just we catechize them, and we, we, we share the gospel with them. And so it's, uh, it's, it's been going good. Fall has kicked off here at Second Baptist. 
Well, let me get to our, our topic today. We are blessed, really blessed beyond measure with, uh, with our guests, our two guests today. Uh, one, we have Jonathan Murdoch on again, and we're grateful for him. Jonathan is the pastor at uh, Trinity uh, Baptist Church in Port Arthur, Texas. He's been on. Jonathan, you, this is your third podcast in a row with us. Third in a row. That's uh, we're we're it's, we're fixing to have to call it Eddie and Alan and Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, or or you're just gonna have to drop off the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then our other guest is none other than the Spurgeon of El Pachote himself, Pastor Christian Martinez. Say hello, Christian. Hello, it's Christian. Uh, it's good. It's good to uh, it's good to have you here brother and your let me let me make sure i get this right but you're in el pachote which is in the state of veracruz is that yep. right and right in mexico and jonathan is that like that's like south east right Am yeah I yeah so it's southeast um right veracruz is a very historical state the uh, american mexican war was fought a lot of it in veracruz yeah Pachote, El Pachote, we went, uh, so how I got connected with Christian, uh, Eddie, is we went to, um, we, we went on our trip to Mexico, and we did the, uh, we did the conference in Tuxla, but we stopped off, and I, I had no clue what we were doing, we flew into, uh, where did we fly into, Veracru Veracruz? Uh, La Puerta Veracruz, so the port Veracruz. And then we drove like an hour, a little over an hour, wasn't it? Hour and a half. And we, we drive into this little bitty town, the roads, by the way, okay, I made tell this... me, did you have clothing at this point? No, I mean, I, I was wearing my clothing, but I didn't have a suitcase. I wasn't right. like you Isaiah, by the way, I was reading through Isaiah. Y'all, Isaiah was barefoot and naked for three, three years, <laughs> 20 verse three. Yeah. So I wasn't doing the Isaiah, but I think I said this, correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan. I think I commented that when we were driving how warm I, and I, I felt because it was like we're driving on roads in Arkansas again. Yes. You so, felt it. Home. So uh, we drove a little over an hour and we, and we get to this little town. Uh, how, how many people are, are in El Pachote? 300? No less around one, um, 150 around. Okay. They celebrate when somebody has a baby, they celebrate the whole town, the whole town. <laughs> yeah. So we, 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 we get out here, there's less than 150 people where the first thing we do is I think it was like 1030 at night and we go eat tacos. Um, and then, uh, uh, Christian's, uh, parents put us up and, um, and we had a wonderful time, I guess I'm trying to think the time frame. I guess the next day we kind of hung out, went driving around and, uh, we drove out in the mountains and we visited this lady and, uh, Christian was was uh, was was reading scriptures with her. We we prayed with her, and then um, and then that night Randall preached there, and then we all went to the conference together. But anyway, all that to say, over the 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 week there, I just my I, I felt like my my heart was knit to to Pastor Christians and and just seeing his love for the church. And so when Eddie and I started the podcast back again, I thought, man, it'd be really great to uh, to get him on. It, uh, I was going to ask if you got anything to add to that, Eddie, but you uh, you don't know anything I just said. 
I know. Yeah, I heard everything you said. Well, what I mean is like, I don't know anything else about it, right? I don't know yeah. anything else to add to that. Yeah. Jonathan, That's anything, right. I, any any big picture thing I'm missing from the story, and then I'm going to turn it over to Christian. No, just that it was Christian's first time to fly on an airplane when we oh. went to Tuxla. Yeah. And and I just want to say that they know who the Spurgeon of Pachote is because they put him in first class. They did. They put him in first class. Okay, can let me let me tell this real quick story, and then okay so we're singing we're singing at the conference and one of the songs that we sing uh is death was arrested <laughs> and here's how i know here's how i know that like i thought a lot of christian anyway but when i um when i looked over and i saw the face that he was the facial expressions he was making at this song about death was arrested i uh i was like this guy's the real deal man this guy's a good brother. He, <laughs> yeah. Christian, can you explain to us real quick? What does it mean that death was arrested? <laughs> um, I don't know, really. I don't know what, what it means. This <laughs> should we sing? Should we sing songs that we have no idea what, what's being communicated? <laughs> hey, Christian, debemos cantar canciones que no sabemos nada de lo que está diciendo. Oh, surely not. No, it's 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 wrong to do that. He says. That's right. Amen. Amen. Well, Eddie, feel free to jump in here, but I'm just going to start with this. So, Christian, you you probably heard of this podcast. It's probably, I'm pretty sure it's internationally known, the Rural Church <laughs> Podcast. So, uh, the uh, but but Eddie and I pastor in small towns. We pastor, uh, Perryville has about just under 1,500 people, and Marshall has about 1,300 people. And so we're bringing you on, and we're like, whoa, this is, this is even smaller, and we want to know what you think about pastoring the Lord's church, what you think about pastoring in a small town, and uh, we're going to get to all that, but why don't we just start out and you just tell us a little bit about who you are. I am, I am 29 years old, you know, um, the Lord called me at, at in my 17, 17 years, years old. When the Lord called me, I, I don't want to really respond to this calling, you know, um, but Lord bring me to him. And when I finished to study in, in seminary, the Lord called me to work in my own church. When I start to to work here in, in El Pochote, the church here are um, Catholic, Roman Catholic. You know, um, and this broke my heart because they they want they want hear the the gospel. You know, and I start work here because I I really feel this um, este peso en mi corazón. This weight on my heart. Y realmente sentí una carga muy muy grande por por este lugar. And I felt a burden, a real burden for this place. After a couple of years, I, uh, the church, we, we, I talked with the church and the church talked with me and, and the Lord bring me this opportunity to be pastor in, in, in the church. When, when I start to work, I, I need, um, I see that we need to start again. I, I, I don't know if you can understand this. Um, no sé cómo se dice esto, hermano. Necesitábamos replantearnos la... La forma de cómo estábamos siendo iglesia. We needed to replant the idea in our minds of how we were doing church. Amen. Yeah. Y no era malo en sí la forma en lo que estábamos haciendo. It wasn't necessarily wrong in the way we were doing it. 
pero necesitábamos ser más intencionales. But we need to be more intentional. Entonces comenzamos con un, un, un plan de trabajo um, distinto en cuestión de memorizar la escritura. So we started with a distinct plan, starting with memorizing the scriptures. Comprender la escritura de la, la mejor manera. To understand the scriptures the best way. Y, y comenzamos hace unos um, siete años, alrededor de siete años, un poco menos, quizás seis años y medio, a, a predicar de manera expositiva. We started about seven years ago to, to preach expositorily. I'm going pause you right there. 20, you're 29. So you started when you were 22. Yep. Okay. Uh, I want to pause right here too. I want to ask a question. Uh, Alan, Eddie, do you guys memorize scripture as a church? Not formally. I mean, like we've done different things with our kids and, and challenge our church, you know, like verses here and there, but not, not large passages of scripture. No. What about you, Eddie? Yeah. Yeah, very similar to what Alan was saying. Um, we, uh, our children's classes uh, do scripture memorization. We encourage, of course, uh, families to be doing scripture memorization in their their family worship or their family devotionals or what, whatever they do. But, um, but yeah, we, uh, we don't have a formalized scripture memorization so, program. So we do a verse of the month here at our church where we encourage everybody uh, and sometimes it's encouraging, sometimes it's just discouraging the amount of people that memorize or don't memorize a verse of the month. Hey, uh, Christian, and on Sunday mornings, do you guys quote scripture together? Yep. How much yeah, of the scripture do you guys quote together on Sunday morning as a church? We are memorizing, uh, we are memorizing um, Hebrews 1, chapter 1, chapter 2, and we are still in chapter 3, verse 18. So your whole church on Sunday morning quotes chap three chapters of Hebrews together that you've memorized? Yep. Yes, sir. Wow. That's, we were, that's, a, that's amazing. We were there on a Sunday morning, and they said, we're going to do our me scripture memory, and Brother Randall and I, and they quoted three chapters of Hebrews, and everybody knew it. Uh, I'm talking like from kids to people that are in their 90s. It was very encouraging. Uh, and convicting to us. Yo, yo estoy convencido de que solo la palabra de Dios puede transformar mentes y vidas completas. I'm convinced that only the word of God can transform hearts and minds. Y eso okay. es lo que estamos tratando de hacer en los últimos años. And that's what we're trying to do. Amen. So you're there for seven years. You have the, so far, you have the uh, conviction to be preaching expositorily. You're memorizing scripture. And talk more about your church's statement your church, your church's confession of faith. What is your church's confession, and how did you arrive at that confession? Um, well, when I come to be pastor here, I introduce the um, Second London Confession, you know, and and we stay, we're still learning about about our confession. Um, also, we have um, our statement like a local church on, with basis in, in Second London Confession. And here in Mexico, I don't know in the States, but here in Mexico, we have a kind of regulations with our statement like a local church. And each one of our local church can be this, can make this, um, this statement, this, um, estas bases de fe como iglesia debemos tener. Um, no sé cómo sea allá en los estados, pero no, no solo tenemos la libertad de hacer nuestra propia, por decirlo así, nuestra propia confesión. So they have uh, some distinctives that they also have as a local church. 
delante de la ley. O sea, la ley nos pide yeah, que so, lo so the law in Mexico requires that you have every church to constitute as a church has to have their own. Like you can't just say this is ours, but they also have that as well. It's like a constitution. Okay, sure. So your church, uh, so you're saying you led your church to embrace the second London confession. Mm -hmm. And yep. how did how did that go? That's that's great. Um, in, in the beginning, when we start with uh, to learn this, um, we start with the kids. We started like a catechism, some some kind of, of this. And when we talk, when I, I preach about this, um, each one point in the confession, um, the church start to to understand in, in, in a very simple way what is our faith or what it's mean what it's mean to be a Christian Baptist or evangel evangelical Christian Baptist, you know, some kind of of, of this in start to to walk like a church, not just like uh, some guys that um, meet together some some day in the week and and that's it. This part of our in the first years that I come to be pastor, the church come to be more in unity and start to grow in knowledge about what is the means to be a Christian Baptist. You know. <laughs> Amen. Let me. Um... And Eddie, you feel free to jump in, but let me just, first of all, dude, my heart is just overflowing just hearing all this. This is, this is wonderful. In, in the States there, are, so I have two questions here. In the States, there are a lot of Baptist churches that have what we call inflated church roles. You're, you have say a hundred people on your church roll and 20 people come to church. Or hey, like, in this case, in church role? No. Como membresía de la iglesia, como tienes como 100 miembros de la iglesia en membresía en papel, pero solo 20 yeah. llega. Okay, sí. So, I guess one question is, is, is membership taken seriously in Baptist churches in Mexico, that, from your experience, number one? And then number two, is membership taken seriously uh, at your church? Did I ask you your church's name? Tell us your church's name. Iglesia Bautista Gracia del Pochote. It's like a race Grace Baptist from so in grace so two questions is membership taken seriously do you think in baptist churches in mexico from your experience and two is membership taken seriously at grace baptist okay um no sadly no here here in mexico is like a lost doctrine this this part of the membership in, in church I, I i only know a couple of church in in here in cordoba that take it seriously this this the membership you know and also i know some presbyterian church that then take seriously this this part of the membership but the most part of the church baptist church here in mexico don't don't i think that they know that this is important for the healthy of the church but they they can't to apply this um, doctrine or this is part of um, good way to function for the church and the, the God's glory. And they can't apply because here in Mexico we are so no somos tan serios a la hora de, de decidirnos por una iglesia y las personas van de una iglesia en otra. No sé cómo They're not serious about going to a church. They go from this church to that church, and so they think. If we apply church membership, no one will come. That happens to all the churches that I know here. Jonathan and Eddie, just before he gets in the second, I mean, I, wouldn't you say it's pretty similar? I mean, oh, yeah. In, in, in here. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, like, you know, praise God, we've taken down the number board on Sunday morning because I remember you used to go to churches and it'd be like 385 people and there's 20 of us. And, and so, let, let, let me give you an example. Yeah, um, I have a friend, Jonathan, know him is Luis. Um, when, when I know this. Oh, you cut off there, buddy. Uh, um, in, independent, yeah. independent fundamental church, you know, he has a friend named Luis that's in the independent Baptist fundamental independent Baptist. Okay. And when I know this guy, he said, he tell me, uh, my church, we, we are, um, we are like uh exactly he, he told me 140 people around and when the first time that i went to his church i only see 25 30 persons around so um i i, I could see that here in our um background in in, in this area in Yanga, i think in the whole country this is this is the kind of mentality that that you have a lot of people in in this kind of in los papeles in the paper on paper you have a lot of people but in in the and in, in, in realidad tienes no tienes ni la mitad de esas personas and in reality you only have half of those people christian do you know what the southern baptist convention numbers are are you familiar what the numbers are that that um, no, with the numbers no on paper there are 16 million Southern Baptists on paper. Uh -oh. Do you know how many of those show up to church? Just guess. 16 million on paper. How many would you think show up to church? Half. <laughs> if, if, if half showed up, we'd be doing good. It's less than one third, less than 33%. Wow. So on paper, this largest, if you want to call it denomination, but this largest denomination is it the largest protestant denomination in the world jonathan it is okay the, the largest protestant denomination in the world on paper on paper 16 million people and less than a third come to church on sunday or are really it's it's not laughable it's heartbreaking Terrible. um um i know that uh i know that you take seriously membership at your church christian and i would like you to talk about how does Grace Baptist and El Pachote deal with membership? How do you guys take membership seriously? Okay. When, when I see that the, the, the most uh, church here in Mexico don't take uh, seriously membership, my heart was broken. So this take, take my, I take time to, to explain to the church that this is very important because we give honor to God, have this, this point clarify in our mind because we take this not just like a, a kind of no sé si como se dice, a, a formalizar or um, not just a formality but to see what the bible teaches on this for the glory of god because it's, it's not just have your name in that kind of card is your life behold to God as a Christian, as a member of one local church? You you can't you can't be Christian without a local church. You know, um, this you could see the invisible invisible church. You, you can't you can't see this, but you can you can see the local church. You know, yeah. So mm -hmm. you, you can say that you are Christian without. A local church, but not just like a visit, uh, como una visita o como un asistente. 
not just as an uh, assisting or attending a church or visiting a church sino como un miembro parte del cuerpo de Cristo en una iglesia local but a member a part of a local church a lot of local body as a member of the body of Christ y, mm -hmm. y eso nos llevó hace hace algunos años a a tomar muy en serio la membresía de la iglesia and that uh, took us a few years ago to that idea took us a few years ago to focus on membership in the church yeah, okay so practically because you you don't even you don't even realize what you're doing Christian in, in this you're, you're fixing to you're fixing to instruct pastors here to be listening to this give us practical steps that Grace Baptist Church in El Pachote Veracruz how do you handle members so for example do you discipline do you have membership classes talk to us about that okay I'm going to do this in Spanish because you know my English is very limited <laughs> Cuando una persona nueva llega a la iglesia, when a new person comes to the church, le recibimos bien, eh, vemos que cómo recibe el evangelio. We see how they receive the gospel, how they receive what they're taught. Y le animamos a tomar en serio lo que está escuchando. And we encourage them to take seriously what they're hearing. Eh, un, una vez que ellos están congregándose como visitas, uh, por un mes, dos meses aproximadamente. Um, once they've been visiting constantly for a few months. Entonces uh, le animamos a tomar una, una clase de discipulado, le llamamos nosotros. We encourage them to take a discipleship class. Esto lo hago de manera personal. We do this in a personal way. No tomamos como una clase general, pero una clase individual por familia. So it's very personal with each family. This allows me to get to know them personally and know what they're uh, doing personally. To observe their life. That's the first point. Yeah. Después que terminan este discipulado. After they finish this class. Um, que nos toma aproximadamente unos cinco meses. It takes about five months. Five months. Mm -hmm. Aproximadamente. Um, hasta este, este punto llevaríamos unos siete, ocho meses entre que la persona llega a la iglesia y toma este discipulado. So it's about seven or eight months from the time they come to church and they finish the discipleship. Ani um, animo a la iglesia a observarle, animo a la iglesia a, a platicar con, con la persona o las personas que están um, teniendo este, uh, este discipulado y observar su conducta. I encourage the church to talk with them, to speak with them during this time, to observe their conduct. Y si ven algo que no es correcto, podamos platicar con ellos y abordar el, el tema uh, antes de um, dar el paso del bautismo o membresía. So um, after, so it, during this time, if they observe something that shouldn't be in their life, you know, we speak with them before we, uh, you know, take the step of baptism or membership. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, el, el último paso que, que podríamos decir que, que hacemos. Es, the, last, the last step that we can say that we take. Es que ellos con sus propias palabras me digan lo que ellos han entendido del evangelio y hacer así. Uh, como una profesión de fe con sus propias palabras y al mismo tiempo escrito. 
So they they must share publicly with the church their the the their conversion, their testimony, and they must write it down. Y una vez hecho esto, um, si la iglesia no sabe de ninguna uh, de ninguna cosa que impida a este hermano, a esta hermana um, llegar al bautismo, entonces lo que sigue es el bautismo. So if there's nothing that the church or I can confirm that would imp impede them from being baptized, then we'll go to baptism as the next point. Usualmente esto lo hacemos el, el mismo día. Um, nunca hemos encontrado un punt, un, una ocasión en el que se nos impida llegar al bautismo hasta ahora. Hasta ahora no hemos tenido esa experiencia. So, so they do this on the same day. So they confess and they get baptized the same day. Hemos acudido a la disciplina solo en una ocasión. They've, we've only had to practice church discipline once. Un, un, un hombre que uh, engañó a su esposa y al final terminó siendo algo muy feo. Uh, a man committed adultery on his wife and it, the situation turned very badly. No se quiso arrepentir. No quiso tomar esta oportunidad de regresar con su esposa. He did not repent. He would not return to his wife. La hermana estaba luchando por, por su matrimonio. The woman was fighting for a marriage. Pero él se fue con otra mujer de plan. But he was gone. Entonces, él jamás regresó a la iglesia. Pero antes de, de que todo esto empezara, le comentaba a la iglesia que este hombre no podía ser considerado un hermano por sus hechos. So we came before the church and told the church that this man cannot be considered a member of the church because of what he's done and, and the lack of repentance. Y él pudo esto. <laughs> and he could hear this as well. I mean, you know, he could still hear this. Y esto fue como un, una enseñanza para todos nosotros. It was a... Nuevo. It was something that it was an opportunity to teach the church as well because it was something new they had never seen before. Este, este caso fue como el, el, el último paso que nos da eh, Mateo para la disciplina. This is the last step that Matthew gives us for discipline. Yeah. Um, hemos tenido otros, otros casos donde um, vamos y hablamos con, con los hermanos y los hermanos llegan al arrepentimiento por la gracia de Dios. We've had other occasions where we've started a process of discipline but they've repented um, and their life has changed for the glory of god there's been various occasions of this and and we've gained a brother amen eddie i told our church i think i might have told you this too so like just just in my arrogance um when i went on this trip i was like yeah I'll go down and 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 help these pastors you know <laughs> encourage them in the local church and all that and you can see how the lord just humbled me and i was like bro <laughs> there are churches that need help for sure for sure but there are also churches out in little places out of the way like el pachote that are doing it right well, that's it for today's episode. I uh, told you you'd be blessed. Just wait till next week as we talk to Christian and Jonathan and Eddie Moore about the local church and all that God's doing there in Mexico. Thanks for tuning in. Catch us next week.